0: The Rudy Giuliani
1: Show. Well, hello, America. You are listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. I am Andrew Giuliani, fresh off the campaign trail, alongside Dr. Maria Ryan, in for America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani today. And I hope everybody had a great Independence Day weekend with family and friends and fireworks and frankfurters. And then burgers and hot dogs. I ran out of F-words right there, obviously. I'm glad I ran out of F-words. I'm glad
2: you did, too. I'm glad.
1: Well, there was a little bit of a scare in the Giuliani household this weekend, which is why Dr. Maria and I are filling in for the Iron Man, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, He's tough as nails, though. Dr. Maria, I'll hand it off to you to fill in exactly what it is and explain more.
2: Well, Mayor Giuliani is a tough man. As you know, he's taken down the mafia. He's fighting for your rights, my rights every single day. But he is human. And come to find out, he had two coronary arteries that had significant blockage. So he had stents. Place today in two of those arteries, and he is doing fine. He is recuperating in the hospital, but he will be back with us. And this just reminds me to say a little PSA with my clinical hat on. If you're experiencing any kind of chest pain, don't wait. Go see your physician. With women, it's a little bit harder, actually. We don't have the typical chest pain going down the left arm, we often get earache, yeah. a jaw ache. But please, cardiovascular disease is on the rise. We don't have a very healthy lifestyle here in America. So always, always seek help when you're having chest pain. Now,
1: uh, I didn't realize this, and he didn't tell me this on the (laughs) campaign trail, but he was feeling this, what, two, two and a half, three weeks ago?
2: Yeah. uh, Unfortunately, you know, your dad loves you so much, (laughs) and he was really into the campaign, and he was doing all kinds of stops. You guys were dividing your time, lots of press conferences those of us who were traveling with him noticed he was sweating more more than normal, that he was short of breath and all that time, I'm going to spank him he was having chest pain and didn't tell anybody until um, last Thursday evening it was really really bad and he finally sought help
1: yeah I didn't even realize because you know we were I was, he was in Staten Island I was in Long Island and then when he was he did a six day tour of western New York into the north country I think then I was in New York City and we were kind of in different parts of the state so I didn't even realize until Thursday night or Friday morning when you finally and he finally told me that there was an issue there but the guy is such an iron man he decided to continue to press on and and really it's more than more than anything I think even more than his love of his son and his love of his granddaughter where he spent some (laughs) great time with his baby Grace and by the way for anybody who's wondering, she is by far the most charming one in the family. More charming than America's mayor. More more charming than Andrew Giuliani. She is it's, a
2: perfect baby. It's
1: Grace Giuliani. As the father, <laughs> I'm a little bit biased, but I, I'll say that's because of the mother. Um, but it shows you how much he loves this state, and he yes. loves this city, and he loves this country. Uh, that that he he's putting the freedoms that we're all fighting for uh, ahead yes. of his personal health.
2: You know that's that's right, Andrew. A lot of us believe that you were the only candidate who would stick up for us and not be afraid of the politics because nobody bought you. We still believe in you. We're just praying that uh, Lee Zeldin will stick up to... Not just the left, but the rhinos in the party who really aren't looking out for us. That's why a lot of people were crying the night of the election when when you did not win, because you are our hope. You were a hope for a better New York. And I and I just hope Lee Zeldin is the man and fights for for everybody.
1: Well, I've had a lot of good conversations with Congressman Zeldin over the last week. Uh, I am convinced that he's running a a strong campaign and, and I'm certainly hopeful in looking at where our state has gone Under Governor Kathy Hochul, I'm calling her Crime Wave Kathy Hochul, which we'll get into in a minute over here, but I am convinced that that he has a great chance to win this thing, and as I told him on election night and told the world... Uh, I'm happy to help him out and help push him over the finish line because well, we, good man. we can't have four years of Kathy Hochul.
2: We we really can't. It, it's scary to be out in New York. I don't know how young ladies go on the subway. I really fear for them. And every time I pass a police officer, I I say, I'm saying a prayer for you. And I mean that with all sincerity because I'm worried about them.
1: Yeah, which gets us into our next topic, which is the fact that there were 54 people shot in New York City this weekend in the New York City area this weekend uh that 's up sixty two percent from last year yes. but but Dr. Maria, at least Mayor Adams was working hard at city hall right and and making <laughs> sure that what isn 't that what he was doing this well, weekend Well,
2: i don 't know he posted pictures of him on a jet ski, having a grand old time while his city is falling apart
1: yeah. you know i I know that the guy whose namesake show this is, Rudy Giuliani, and I can tell you is somebody. Uh, who uh, Who saw this as as a young child, he would not take one day off until the second summer that he was mayor. He said wow. you know i 've been elected to turn this city around we 've had four years in a row of over two thousand murders, and I need to make sure that i 'm pouring every single waking hour by <laughs> the way there weren 't many sleeping hours yeah, right. into doing everything that I possibly could so i 'm sure it 's driving his him nuts as we just spoke to." Uh, Curtis Sliwa, it's driving him nuts. It's driving all of us crazy because there's a playbook that works for getting crime under control. And that does not include jet ski
2: lessons. (laughs) No, they don't make people like Rudy Giuliani anymore. You mentioned that it was even more than you're his son. He saw a way for a better New York. And that's the same thing with the Trump presidency. It's not that he uh, thinks Donald Trump is the end all and beat all. His policies worked, and Rudy saw that we need to save our country. Look at it now. Families can't even get groceries, pay their rent. We're in dire straits. Never mind all the financial stuff and the economics, what's happening at the border. It's like an invasion down there at our border, and nobody seems to be sticking up for what's right and wrong anymore.
1: You mentioned the invasion at the border, and I got to tell you, one of the things that I think doesn't get talked about enough in terms of what the repercussions of it is, uh, I worked on the opioid task force when I worked with President Trump in the White House. And one of the things that President Trump was most proud about, and we were all most proud about that worked for him, was for over 30 years there were opioid death increases from Mm. the mid-1980s, until 2019, when there was a 17% decrease wow. in opioid deaths. Now, because of the pandemic, isolation, and the fact that we have a porous southern border, those numbers have just gone through the roof the last couple of
2: years. Oh, my God. I've been on a number of shows about the fentanyl poisoning. Actually, the organizations don't want us to call them overdoses anymore. They want us to call them poisonings. And it's happening, I, I think, through the ages of 25 to 54, 64, it's a leading cause of death. More than COVID, more than car accidents, is fentanyl poisoning. But yet we do nothing. So I'm so proud of the work you did, the work that President Trump did. I know we were, uh, New Hampshire was the epicenter of the opioid crisis. And we definitely saw a turnaround Thankfully, we're one of only five states who haven't seen these fentanyl poisonings, but the rest of the country is. Never mind terrorists that they're letting in, sex offenders. It is so bad that 62 counties in and around Texas want the Texas governor and want the Arizona governor to do something, call in the National Guard and stop this thing.
1: Yeah, And, and you know, it's funny. I've just looked at my phone and I see somebody who had a a very close friend in the family who passed away. I know a a very good friend of mine whose brother who who felt almost like he became a brother who passed away from opioid overdose. Mm. And and I think we we look at this as a a political issue when you don't realize this affects families, whether you're red, whether you're blue, no matter what your background is on all this. And and it's just, uh, it's horrendous.
2: Yeah. You know, um, we would be remiss if we don't bring up Highland Park. You know, it's such a tragic thing. This young man, Robert Bobby Crimo the 3rd, apparently planned these shootings for weeks on end. He actually dressed like a woman so he wouldn't be detected. But again, he, people said that his postings on social media showed depictions of him shooting up schools. He was known as a loner, and I actually said this to your dad. I don't understand how social media censors yeah. us, conservatives, but they can't pick up on these red flags.
1: It's one of the first things that I got asked about on the campaign trail was, what about the First Amendment? What about should we continue to censor? And I said, hey, look, if you want to actually tackle this problem, then I think we're going to figure out who is bought and owned by the social media companies yeah. as soon as Republicans win back the House and Senate here in 2023, because I I think Section 230 has to go. I'm with you. It is obvious they've become publishers, and if you don't want a board made up of Twitter and Facebook, made up of basically uh, leftist groups that are going to actually come on in and say, this speech needs to be censored by Rudy Giuliani or by Donald Trump, we're going to allow the Ayatollah to say radical, um, absurd things like Death to all Jews out there. Yeah.
2: And they, he's still on Twitter. And he's still on Twitter yeah. doing
1: this. That's yeah. the amazing thing about this. Then I will tell you, you kick out Section 230, you get rid of Section 230. All of a sudden, you have the general counsels looking at it from a liability perspective, not from a political perspective. Yeah, and I'm with you. That's that's what we need. More of yeah. there.
2: And I'm not saying to censor people, just that we have red flag laws. Yeah. So red flag all over social media with all these ones. The Buffalo shooter. Apparently, he was on social media saying how much he hates black people. The uh, black person who hated white people that took his car—I forget what state, Wisconsin—I believe—in the Christmas parade last year. That was all over social media. The guy in the subway who shot up people—he hated white whites too—and he shot up people. Like we have these red flag laws. Even this weekend, right in New York, lots of shootings. I bet none of them have a legal permit. So yeah. gun laws, gun laws, you know, yep. there, there's an argument about red flag laws. I believe in that. I believe in background checks. But it's not the good people who are committing the crimes. Yeah. It's bad people.
1: Well, we have a good family friend on the line, Bob Costello, who has known Rudy Giuliani a lot longer than I even have, which is saying something. Uh, Bob, how are you doing this Independence Day weekend? I hear you have a little story you'd like to share with us.
0: Good, Andrew. I'm doing fine. Thanks. And uh, I guess I know your dad since 1971, <laughs> well, when I was his student assistant in the U.S. Attorney's Office, his first student assistant, when he was a regular line assistant United States Attorney.
1: Well, I uh, I was born in 86, so that is accurate. <laughs> you certainly have known him longer than I have. Uh, but how was your Independence Day weekend here, Bob?
0: It was fine. It was fine. The weather wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good. And... Uh, Everybody enjoys the July 4th weekend.
2: Absolutely. So tell us what you wanted to say about Rudy. I hope he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) He may be sleeping. (laughs) Back
0: in 1971, when I was his student assistant, we were talking one day about tennis and uh, the upcoming U.S. Open, which was at Forest Hills Tennis Stadium at the time. And Rudy found out that I had been the captain of my high school tennis team, and he knew nothing about tennis but wanted to learn how to play so through a connection, I got him one of those. It was then the latest racket out there, the Arthur Ashe ah. racket made by Head, AMF Head. And uh, we met it. <laughs> we agreed to meet at a public tennis court where I would give him a few lessons in how to at least play sociable tennis. Well, uh, Rudy, uh, not being a tennis fan, showed up wearing— just an absolutely awful outfit. For tennis. <laughs> oh, tell us. Topped off, topped off by lo- low top sneakers with black knee high socks. <laughs> 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 socks. I remember just stopping and cracking up laughing and saying, Rudy, lesson number one is you got to lose the socks. Nobody plays tennis wearing black high socks. Well,
2: like that. thank said, you for you that delightful story, before. Bob. Yeah.
1: Well, I can tell you, I remember as a kid, he had a racket with the actual real gut string on it right there. I'm sure we can talk about Joey Chestnut later. I'm sure he might have had a, a protester come with him for having the real <laughs> gut string in right there. But uh, I, I will say, Bob, he, is, uh, he loves you very much, and I know your prayers and so many New Yorkers' prayers make a difference. So thank you. Well,
0: it's, it's, it's a- absolutely a pleasure working with you, Dad. I've known him for so many years And he really is a good guy and an honest guy. He doesn't break any laws. He doesn't bend any laws. His reputation was built on enforcing laws.
2: That's right. He's the law and order man, and he is a man of integrity. We have to take a break, Bob, and we'll see everybody on the other side.
0: America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani.
2: Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. I'm filling in today, Dr. Maria, with Andrew Giuliani, who's hot off the trail of the gubernatorial race. And um, we're hoping there's more for Andrew. I know he's going to help save us.
1: Well, one thing I can tell you I'm not going to be doing, and that's competitive eating. If you can see, (laughs) I feel like a campaign actually is part competitive eating. I've ate pizza from all around the state. You eat the garbage plate when you're up in Uh, Rochester, you eat the speedies when you're, when you're in Binghamton. And and I have to tell you, uh, one of the things you realize when you ask, well, what's the best meal in town? It's never like a light arugula salad or something like that. (laughs) I've never been a light eater myself. People can remember when I was a little kid, I always had a belly on me, but it's just grown the last couple of days. But there's a big story about
2: Joey Chestnut winning his 16th Nathan's belt. It's crazy. I watched how they eat those hot dogs, and they like smush them into their face. But the funniest part about Joey Chestnut is a protester went up to him while during the competition, and he got the guy in a headlock. <laughs> it was so cool, and he kept eating.
1: Yeah, and he eats sixty 63- three. Hot dogs, which his record, I think, was last year. 76 is what I'm reading right now. You got to feel like the protester is worth 15 dogs. So, I mean, that's <laughs> y- you feel like he had to get close to 80 and he not had to wrestle down <laughs> a yeah. protester right there. But, but kudos to him. Or even doing even more than that.
2: Yeah, you know, Curtis Lee was telling me he was in this competition once, came in third place, and they train. They eat cabbage and a lot of water to stretch out their stomachs. That's not very good for you, by the way, <laughs> but that's how they train for this hot dog contest. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine that That's uh, that's probably the best thing for your health and all that, and uh, obviously— we're thinking about Rudy Giuliani, my father, getting well uh, in the hospital right now as we're in here replacing him. Obviously, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July, and Independence Day weekend. How about we check in with a few callers, see how their Independence Day weekend was yeah. and what's on their mind.
2: Let's do it. Let's go with um, 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 Karen in Long Island. Karen, how are you? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Very good. Good. You have a good holiday weekend?
3: Yes, it was.
2: It was great. It's so nice to celebrate this great country of ours.
1: That's great, Karen. So what's on your mind?
3: Oh, Andrew, I just wanted to say how um amazing I thought you did during the debate. Oh, thank you. I mean, even like brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> That's nice. I, I have... hope that um you know, I hope that you continue to pursue some political aspirations in New York. We could definitely uh Use you and maybe mayor someday. What do you think?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I, I've as I've talked with my wife and and so many good friends uh, over the last not just week but last year and years, uh, I, I've kind of decided that over the next fifty years, if God is good to me, uh, I'll be doing everything I can to help this city and help this state, whatever capacity that's in. Because uh, you know, when I think about all the work that my father, my parents uh, did to help make our city uh, a better place. Uh, I owe it to Grace and I owe it to her generation and then to hopefully my grandkids' generation to make sure we're handing a better city and better state off to them.
2: Yeah, you know, Rudy Giuliani, there's been no other mayor in the whole country. But when I meet New Yorkers and they tell me stories, what it was like here in the 70s, in the 80s, it was so tragic. The crime was actually worse than it is yeah. now. But he, through determination, he saw a vision of a city that was clean, that was safe. Your quality of living was going to get better. And he accomplished it because, like I believe in you, Andrew, he couldn't be bought. He's a man of integrity and he wanted the best and he didn't take a vacation. He just kept moving forward.
1: And look, I said this on the campaign trail all the time. Politicians have narratives. It's up to the data to determine whether those narratives are true or whether they're fictional just look at the numbers when rudy giuliani before he was mayor over two thousand murders a year within five short years less than 600 murders a year. Actually yep. got it down to less than 300 murders a year within a decade and a half later. Even de Blasio the first couple of years couldn't mess it up. That's how good it was. <laughs> it took for his second term for Bill de Blasio, the worst mayor in the history of New York, as Curtis Sleewa calls him, the dope from Park Slope, which is about <laughs> the nicest thing I've heard anybody call him right there. But that's just because, you know, he can't say anything worse on radio than that.
2: Well, so. Eric Adams is even worse. You know, the crime's up even from de Blasio. His popularity is down. It appears that all he wants to do is go jet skiing, go to parties on the West Coast, buy his $5,000 suits. He was even spotted, I think it was in the Bronx Naval Yard on Saturday night. Well, you know, you think that's great. He's going to really honor our our Navy, America's Navy. No, he was there to honor the Dominican Navy. <laughs> You can't make (laughs) this up.
1: You would think on Independence Day we could at least honor George Washington. We can honor Thomas Jefferson, the Declaration of Independence. Maybe he could have visited where the actual Jefferson statue was, wherever it's been moved from City Hall and owed to Jefferson. But uh, how about we take another call or hear what uh, Fourth of July was about. Maria, who
2: should we take? Let's go with Penny from Long Island. Penny, you got about one minute before we got to go to break. Hi guys, I just wanted to send my prayers to Rudy. That's number one, and Andrew, I wanted to say thank you to you. I worked uh, on your campaign. I was a volunteer.
1: Penny, I, I remember you, and I know I know how hard you work.
2: Listen, listen, Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> when everybody was screaming Andrew. Okay. I was screaming Giuliani. I just want to say it was an absolute pleasure.
1: Well, Penny, on onwards and upwards, this story is to be continued, just like the show is on the other side of the break over here. And thank you for all your hard work. Thank to all the New Yorkers for their hard work. And uh, there will be more to come. And I'm Andrew Giuliani, filling in with Dr. Maria Ryan for America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who right now is recovering, had two heart stints put in, uh, and I gotta tell you, he's already ready to get back on the campaign trials (laughs) of talking to him yesterday there, but he's gotta take it easy. For a little bit. I don't know what you think, Dr. Maria.
2: Uh, yeah, it's hard to keep that man down to rest. He brought so much stuff into the hospital like he was going to work. His briefcase <laughs> weighed about 30 pounds.
1: And, you know, I, I remember this specifically when he had, when he had COVID. Uh, he came in and he was working on President Trump's uh, legal team. And, uh, I mean, his, his blood oxygen level dropped. Dropped to some very, very scary levels. By about four hours later, and this is still the same day, he literally had his stuff and said, okay, what what are we doing tomorrow morning? And I said, you're trying to live tomorrow morning. That's what you're trying to do. Like, you, you give yourself 24 hours before you do this, but that's him. But I know there's another really good, and Dad always likes to say old friend. I, I'd say long-time friend of his on the line, John Sale. John, are you on the line?
4: Hey, Andrew. Hi. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Maria. Hi, John.
2: How are you doing?
4: I'm doing, I'm, we're doing fine. Now, Andrew, tell me, are you older than Rudy? uh hell no uh, but, but listen, I'm but I'm not but I'm not on I'm not under oath when I say that so so, so uh, I mean Bob Casello met your dad Andrew when uh, in 1971 i met him in 1965 oh, wow. when we started law school together wow. so i always say i was 12 i was 12 when i started law school
1: were, were, so you guys were at the we you guys were at the lincoln inauguration together right is that how you guys first uh got uh, no, to know uh,
4: each no, other well no, 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 he was he was there i missed the train <laughs> you know, was well,
2: what was so, it so um, like going to school with rudy was he a hellraiser
4: yeah, so I, I i just need to say andrew congratulations it was you ran such a great campaign, thank and you. class is the word. Yes, and you know the Andrew Giuliani story has just started, oh, uh, thank and you. we're all we're all the better uh, for that. So uh, Andrew. Uh, well, thank you, John. We, I'll, we, I'll, there are going to be great things coming from you.
1: I'll, I'll have to pay you later oh. for that. So thank you very much. <laughs>
4: no, okay. no, no, but I need to, but I need to take issue with something and right away disagree with something <laughs> you said. Please, because I think if you if you said your beautiful daughter is the most charming person <laughs> in the state. You know, although my wife Jane and I live in Florida and we practice law in Florida, our newly born granddaughter lives in New York City. Yeah. So I want to tell you her name. Her name is Andy. And Uh. I want to tell you she... Is tied with grace. That's right. Race. Well, by all far, the charming, yes. we, we
1: can agree, by far the most charming Andy. I mean, more, <laughs> more charming than me, definitely more charming than the 56th governor Andy, who, is, uh, who, who we all know and we don't have to talk and about we it wanna anymore. We want to forget. So, the most charming <laughs> yeah, Andy, definitely. we can agree on that. That's for sure. A- agreed. Agreed.
2: So, you have a quick story for us, John? <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: I mean, there be so many, but let me pick out one. So, when your dad, Andrew, was mayor, he, or in any public office, U.S. attorney, whatever, he believed very strongly that a public official cannot take something for nothing. Cannot take something mm-hmm. from a. You just can't. You just can't take anything from somebody outside. It's just wrong. Right. And, he, and and the small things even because if you start taking small things, you could take bigger things. So one night, my wife Jane and I and Andrew, your mom and your dad, we went to visit some friends in New Jersey and then we were driving home, and we stopped at a local diner in New Jersey just to get maybe a cup of coffee or something like that, dessert. And when we walked in, the owner of the diner was a very charming Greek gentleman, and he recognized your dad. And he said, oh, Mayor Giuliani, it's such a privilege, such a pleasure to have you come here. And it was a very, very nice conversation. And in fact, your dad would have people say that to him all the time. Mm -hmm. So we ordered, I'll never forget, four cups of coffee, and one piece of pie that we split. <laughs> so the check comes, and it was about $12. So, you know, both sometimes both people there uh, go to take out to, uh, from their wallet the credit card or money to pay. So your dad took out his credit card, and I took out two $20 bills. That's what I had in my hand. And the proprietor came over and said to your dad, oh, Mayor Giuliani, your money is no good here. Mm-hmm. You're my guest. And your dad was very, very nice. But he said no, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, but I just don't take anything. But thank you. And make make a long story short, this went on for about five minutes with this man insisting and your dad saying no, I can't do it. Finally, your dad's patience ran thin, so he sees me with some money in my hands. So he snatches the money out of my hands and he throws it down on the table and he says, I'm sorry, but we're we're paying. And we walk out.
2: That is Rudy Giuliani.
4: Yeah, So we get in the car, and I said, Rudy, I said, I respect your principles, but thanks a lot for, uh, for a, on a $12 check for giving a $28 <laughs> Yeah, and
2: yeah, he now, took of, your of money. My
4: money, <laughs> of my money. I said, yeah, you can be generous with your own money. So we've <laughs> laughed about that to this day. And he included some version of that story in his wonderful book called Leadership, uh, which is – it's not exactly the way it happened, the way it's in the book, but it's close enough that it makes the point. Right. And I'll never forget that. And, and as Bob Costello, my friend, said, you know, your dad is, would never break the law in any way. I mean, look at that. I
1: mean, look at that's that That's
2: right. Of story and, thank uh, you uh, for that wonderful story, yeah, John, John.
1: Thank you so much. And I know uh, I can tell you that it's not the last time that that's happened because I remember going to an ice cream place with him where they would never charge him, but he would always end up dropping a $20 tip for a $10 basically thing of ice cream. Uh, and they never charge him, and he kept on doing that, and he ke- and they and he realized that they were actually making out better just because <laughs> he was dipping more. Uh, than anything else he but did that with the
2: yankee rings too when yeah. he was mayor oh yeah. they won four world series and uh who was the owner i can't remember offhand george Steinbrenner, george Steinbrenner. She, great george yes. the boss the boss wanted to give your dad the rings and he wouldn't accept them so after he was done being mayor he got the rings and they were still going to give them to him he paid for every oh yeah. single ring Integrity—that's yep.
1: what—that's what Rudy Giuliani was all about. I th- really think uh, a little time with—I uh, think Eric Adams actually calling up Rudy Giuliani would be a good thing instead of actually trying to, uh, you know, bust his. Uh, yeah, you know, bust he's him. so it's jealous terrible. of
2: him, and it's unbecoming.
1: Yeah, it is unbecoming. And to me, it's—it's it's always about let's put our people first, let's put New Yorkers first, let's yep. make sure we're doing the right thing, so that way we can protect our kids, so that way they actually are not going to have to worry about fifty-four people shot over Independence yes. Day weekend. This is a weekend for celebrating family and our freedoms and what makes us different than the rest yeah, of the absolutely. world. Not a place where 54 people should be shot. But we actually have somebody on the line who I spent a little bit of time with yesterday at the Travis Parade in Staten Island, John Tobacco, who is the host of Wise Guys. Uh, John, how are you doing today?
3: Andrew and Maria, I'm doing great. Yo, Thanks so Johnny, much for having me.
2: Yo, you're the biggest wise guy.
3: I can't speak with that New York accent, (laughs) though. Yeah, I can't help it. (laughs) So
2: how was the parade yesterday?
3: Well, you know what? Um, I think the Staten Island Parade, it's, I believe, the oldest or one of the oldest uh, continuous parades in America. Oh, wow. And I say this a lot, but a lot of people kind of malign Staten Island and mock it and think there's a whole bunch of. Italian mobsters out here, but we probably have the greatest collection of Americans of any little community that I've ever been to. Uh, A lot of people, Maria, don't even realize that Staten Island, even though they call it the Red Borough and it's MAGA country in New York City, um, the registration is 60% Democrat and 40% Republican, but we have.
2: I wouldn't have guessed that. I I would not have guessed that.
3: Because we have real old school Democrats, yeah. people that are hard work. They, they're normal. folks, <laughs> And you know what? They may be in a union, a teacher's union, the iron workers union, the police union. Uh, and those unions, they kind of push them to be registered Democrat. But they're moderate people who make common sense decisions. And I always say Staten Island is like a melting pot because how do we elect Republicans in Staten Island? When we're at a 60 40 disadvantage, you have to get Democrats to vote for the Republicans. Yeah. And Vito Vasella, our borough president, he won an island wide race with 65% of the vote. So 25% of the Democrats that went out voted for a Democrat because they don't vote for parties here, they vote for people.
2: Yeah. Well, and- John,
1: I would love to get your opinion on this. Uh, you know, when you mentioned before calling Staten Island. MAGA country, Trump country in uh, ultra MAGA country, if you want to call it now, in New York City specifically. You know, I think there was a real, uh, I would say, uh, uh, connection between Staten Island and Trump, really for many different reasons, obviously what he was saying, but also the fact that Staten Island, I think so many people considered Staten Island to be this outsider in new york city the same way trump was this political outsider there was kind of that love affair that actually went beyond politics because you had you know the establishment that said nah you know trump is not good enough for politics we're not going to listen to what he has to do and you kind of get that a little bit sometimes from the legacy media not just in new york city but also countrywide when we really know that staten island is americana that's what it is
3: no doubt about it and you know there's another connection you know um Fred Trump, Donald's pop, uh, owned this big uh, garden apartment complex on Staten Island, Um, and he used to be known to be out there, and Donald used to come out there, so a lot of people, contractors and concrete guys and used to do work there, all kind of had a special like for Donald Trump. And, you know, Andrew, one thing a lot of people don't know, but I love shouting it from the rooftops, but... In the uh, Republican presidential primary in 2016, Donald Trump got 83% of the vote here in Staten Island. And that was the number one county in the whole country. So we actually held down number one on the Republican side because there were very few dissenters. And, uh, you know, many of those people, probably the same ones that voted for Rudy two times. Um, And I just wanted to say that Um, I've known Rudy over the years, but I didn't really know you until the medical freedom stuff started going. And I got to know you, we formed our own relationship. And I just want to say, even up till yesterday, I'm so proud to call you my friend and the effort that you put out there. Proud from day one till the finish on how you respected Staten Island and worked your tail off. And, uh, to come back out to staten island after you lost the race um come in from family vacation and walk around and thank people a lot of people messaged me yesterday and came up to me afterwards and said and hey, that was a really classy move for andrew to be here today and say hello to people so uh,
1: well, my thank friend,
3: you, all i could say is i'm damn proud to call you my friend and uh i know you got a lot bigger fish to fry but i'll be here for you uh Leading the charge and well, Staten Island Whatever you need me.
1: Well, well, John should know, actually, or people should know that John actually was out there, not just when the weather was nice on 4th of July, but, I mean, he was in there in March when we had the team petitioning out there, and we had some nice days in March, but we also had some really, really cold days in March, and so John is there through thick and thin, and I have to tell you, more than anything, in thinking about... Uh, Staten Island and I think what it means to New York. And I know that uh, back in the early 90s, there was this push for Staten Island to secede. That's being talked about now again, Dr. Maria. But, but I really think it's New York has to get back to that common sense, that, that, that belief that we actually can be part of an America that we're proud of. I remember yesterday just watching the fireworks with my father and and him with little grace on his lap there saying, what's there not to love about this country?
2: What's there not to love about this country? That's right. We're all, all of our ancestors fought to come here because they knew if you work hard, your dreams can come true. And now so many people don't want to work and there's, Less than 50% of us who work and pay taxes, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. It flipped upside down, but we can get it back.
1: Yeah, well, that's not true in Staten, Italy, where you have some of the hardest working people. And it's true in the Rockaways, true too in Whitestone. We don't just want to signal out Staten Island, but Staten Island is a place well, Staten that always Island feels is like Giuliani a second home. Land. It feels like a second home. <laughs> it, it really, really does. Anytime I go there, anytime my father goes there. You know, it's funny, uh, after, after uh, President Trump left, left office, uh, he was. Dad was thinking about. Well, should I? You know, w- what do you think about maybe uh, moving out of Manhattan? And immediately, Staten Island came right there. I said, Stat- "It's either Staten Island." Or it's Israel because they love you about the same. Your approval rating is probably 90% in both of those there.
2: (laughs) I tell you, wherever that man goes, people line up to get their picture and say, you were the best mayor we ever had. He'd be voted in tomorrow, probably.
1: Well, you look at this and we just see that Eric Adams' aide was actually, we mentioned 54 people shot this weekend. Eric Adams' advance person, for those that don't know, that's somebody who goes and checks the site out For the mayor or for the gubernatorial candidate, whoever the principal is, they come in, they check out the site, they make sure it's safe. Eric Adams' aide was mugged at gunpoint, Dr. Maria.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Eric will realize that he has a crime-ridden city. He just said a couple weeks ago that he didn't realize it was this bad.
1: If it took you six months, Mayor (laughs) Adams, to actually realize it, I got a bridge... It actually goes from Brooklyn to New York. (laughs) It was built about 150 years ago. I'm going to sell it to you right here. I have the deed because, honestly, that's why you were elected. That's what we need. We need somebody who's going to come on in. And just the thing that's amazing about this is this is not going to take a brain surgeon. This is a matter of dusting off the Giuliani playbook. That's right. And saying, don't be afraid to do it, Eric. Absolutely.
2: Mayor Giuliani would probably help you, too. Uh,
1: You know, you give the right call, and I'm sure that he would because he cares more about New York than he does about politics. I he cares believe more about that. making it a safe place. And this is a matter of getting that plainclothes unit back out there, yeah. making sure that we can stop and frisk again. Uh, all these things that are so important yeah. that allow our police to be proactive. Everything that we've seen on a state level, on a city level, and also on a national level yeah. has kind of allowed this false, falsification to end up being, uh, end up really kind of spread. That the police are part of the problem. They're
2: not. You know who's part of the problem? These corrupt politicians and the DAs. The DAs backed by George Soros, who let criminals out on the street. Some police officer told me recently that by the time he books somebody with a violent crime, they're already on the street. The DA is already saying, let him go.
1: Yeah, I remember talking to a friend of mine who was on the job who during the the riots of 2020, uh, he ended up. Getting a guy, arresting a guy who was breaking into a car. And by the time he was actually in the station, still filling out his paperwork, the guy had gone out, left again. And by the way, they picked him up 48 hours later. So this is just unfortunately something that we're seeing all around New York City, all around the state. And frankly, around the country where these DAs are soft on crime. We don't have recall here in New York. It's no. why the governor should actually invoke the New York State Constitution and remove Alvin Bragg, remove Gonzalez from Brooklyn, and any other Soros-funded DA. Yes.
2: Well, we want you to stay with us when you come back. We're going to hear the mayor's final words through me. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani.
1: Well, this is Andrew Giuliani fresh off the campaign trail alongside Dr. Maria Ryan as Mayor Giuliani is recovering from two heart stents being put in. Uh, He is an Iron Man. So, Dr. Maria, please lead us off.
2: It was great uh, working with you today, Andrew. You're a real natural. I'm sure we're going to be seeing you soon again. Well, the Mayor's Final Thoughts are sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers T t2t.org. To That's t2t.org. Many of you call into the mayor's show or to Uncovering the Truth, questioning what is happening in our country. It seems like every common sense issue is being responded to with ludicrousy, with left-wing radicals and ideas that don't make any sense. Now, President Biden just announced that he is going to appoint Richard Nephew as part of a anti-corruption unit to look at global corruption. Well, it's hard to take this seriously from a man who has had so much corruption surrounding him with the advent of Hunter Biden's lap- laptop linking his dad, then Vice President Joe Biden, with selling his office to China to the tune of over 31 million dollars. We've seen Pelosi's husband get rich from stocks. Was that insider training? We don't know. But we question corruption with the January 6th committee. We don't understand why some people are lying. We know Rudy Giuliani has been lied about. Are people getting paid? So is this anti-corruption unit, this man, Richard Nephew, is he going to look within our own government. That's what we need. We need an oversight board to look at Joe Biden, the corruption of the 2020 election. It won't go away. Yes, we've moved on that we accepted Joe Biden as our president, but we can't forget it. Otherwise, we keep allowing crime. It's like what happened here in the United States during the 2020 riots. It was okay to have a billion dollars worth of property just destroyed. It was okay. No one got prosecuted. But over 30 people were killed during those riots, and that's covered up all the time. So we need to move on by people being prosecuted. I encourage everybody to watch the 2000 mule movie it talks about a different way that there was cheating through the boxes those mail-in ballot boxes where you could go and stuff the ballot boxes but there was a variety of other ways cheating did occur it does occur in every election i know people have said that to me repeatedly but not to this extent do we think that trump would have run some people say yes trump definitely won I'm still on the fence. Was there enough votes cheated? I don't know. I'm confident that a couple states he won, Pennsylvania for sure, and probably Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing Wisconsin specifically, and I yeah. remember looking at this and seeing that there he was up 109,000 votes with 127,000 votes rem- remaining. And the denominator all of a sudden, I'll never forget, it was at 3.51 in the morning, on November 4th of 2020 changes. How does the denominator change? And I still have not an explanation for me. And that's where I I get it with the media. I'm up to here with a lot of the legacy outlets who say, well, there's been nothing proven. You guys are investigative journalists.
2: Yeah, go Why don't you do
1: your job over here? Do your job and actually try to show something here. So to me, this is absolutely beyond absurd. When we look at the global corruption thing, this has to start with Hunter Biden. When you think about the fact that he ended up selling out the United States of America, it's not about the guy, the fact... That the guy was a drug addict. We obviously right. want him to recover, no right. matter what Absolutely. side of the political aisle that you're on. But considering you're the Vice President of the United States, and you take your son, who is a drug addict, and you put him in a place where he ultimately is in that much leverage to be able to do that. That's the thing that's so bad. And to sell out American taxpayers like that yeah. to Burisma, to sell them out to China to get a 1.5 billion dollar investment. It's unbelievable. And there's something else that the media doesn't want to investigate. Why don't you look into that? Why don't you look into that the way that you look into conservatives?
2: (laughs) Right? Why is why? Oh, why? You know, I, I, Andrew, I never thought President Biden could get a clearance because I always thought he was corrupted and he was compromised. And now to hear that he's thinking about lifting the tariffs on China, China, who puts spies even into our government. Senator Feinstein had a a Chinese spy for 20 years driving her. We know Eric Swalwell had a girlfriend who was a Chinese spy. Where else are there spies? We've had our intellectual property stolen, reversed engineered. Wuhan lab, let's face it, people, that virus came from gain of function, whether it was released purposely or not. I tend to think it was an accidental leak, but it did come from China.
1: Where's the transparency on that? That's yeah. what we want. We want transparency and answers on this. And unfortunately, they're just continuing to muddle it up, and that's the problem.
2: Well, I thank you so much for this nice time, <laughs> Andrew. Rudy Giuliani, we all wish you love yes. and a quick recovery. Don't forget Rudy Giuliani com. Please visit his website. He has the most brilliant podcasts. The Mayor's Final Thoughts were sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Have a great week. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thank you.